This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. The deadliest act of anti-Semitism in North American history requires this act of solidarity in response. There is no better way to show our resilience and to demonstrate that hatred will never tear us down. Let us pray for our families, friends, colleagues, and neighbors who have been cruelly touched by this tragedy. And for the victims, may their memories be for a blessing. There was the doctor who ran in to help. There were two brothers with special needs, said to be inseparable in life. There was the married couple who died together in the same place they married. And there was a Toronto woman who had just lost her husband. Those killed in Pittsburgh were just everyday people doing the one thing they should feel safe doing the most. And that's praying in a synagogue in America. And yet on the Sabbath, which is the day of rest, Joyce Feinberg, Richard Gottfried, Daniel Stein, Bernice and Sylvan Simon, Rose Mallinger, David and Cecil Rosenthal, Dr. Jerry Rabinovitz, Irving Younger, and Melvin Wax. Well, they would die in a hate-filled attack that uh, came with so many warning signs because the suspect had made his hate known on social media, which has now become a breeding ground for toxic hate. And then he took it into a place of worship, and there was a baby naming ceremony for an eight-day-old child, an eight-day-old baby. And this is where David and his brother Cecil were greeting worshipers. And while there's still a lot of shock about what happened, I mean, the signs of anti-Semitism have been alive and well for a very long time. Let's bring in Steve McDonald to this conversation. He's a director of policy and strategic communications over at CJA. He joins me now. Steve, you know, the, uh, the, the stories are heartbreaking of what was lost uh, in that synagogue on Saturday. Um, and clearly, you can't attack a more personal, a more um, a worse target. You just can't commit a worse crime than attacking someone praying in their their place of faith. It's incredibly saddening uh, to read the stories of the lives that were destroyed in this heinous anti-Semitic attack. Uh, obviously, there's a local connection because uh, one of the victims mm-hmm. is originally from Toronto. And by all accounts, uh, Joyce Feinberg was a wonderful human being, a giving person, uh, a kind, uh, you know, very well-respected academic in the United States. And, uh, you know, our heart goes out to her family because I can't imagine what they're going through. I think, you know, Alex, this whole uh, incident really underscores why the community, the Jewish community, is so concerned about anti-Semitism. We're concerned about anti-Semitism not because, you know, it's offensive or insensitive, uh, we're concerned about anti-Semitism because at its, at its most extreme, anti-Semitism can be violent and even lethal. 
And so we need to do more to combat this phenomenon because it's only getting worse and not better. What do you, uh, you know, point the finger of blame at? Because while a lot of people will automatically point to the president, uh, I myself say, hey, the warning signs have been here for a very long time, not just around the world, but certainly in Canada where we've seen anti-Semitic um, behavior go uh, up quite, quite, quite significantly. What do you um, what do you place the blame on? Yeah, anti-Semitism historically has always been there, at least for the last 2,000 years. Uh, it, it adapts itself and renews itself in new forms, depending on the local context. But what we often see is that anti-Semitism, whether it's on the extreme right or the extreme left, and it exists on, bo- on both sides mm-hmm. of the spectrum, mm-hmm. uh, it often uh, uh, emerges or benefits from uh, periods of economic, political, or social instability. Um, and when you have periods of uncertainty, and I think this is a period of some uncertainty in some Western countries, uh, not just obviously the United States, but elsewhere, uh, this uh, becomes a time where extreme ideologies, including ideological anti-Semitism, can thrive. And unfortunately, in the case of this, this attacker, uh, all it takes is one uh, uh, you know, really, I think, depraved individual who's willing to commit violence for anti-Semitism to go from online rhetoric and online discourse into dangerous and lethal activities offline. And that's what we've seen taking place in Pittsburgh. And it's why we, the, the Jewish community of Canada, are calling for uh, the government of Canada to launch a national strategy to combat online hate. Yeah, uh, Online hate is extremely dangerous. And it's, it's like I said, it's only getting worse. And this is the new field of incitement and recruitment. And we need to do more to to address this working with online companies and social media providers. Yeah, I mean, social media has given free reign to, um, uh, you know, there's so much hate on social media, whether it's to Muslims, whether it's to Christians, and certainly it's Jew hate is not new, and it's certainly been going on for a while, but it has cultivated and festered, and now it's being acted out upon. And if you look at uh, the latest Statistics Canada data here here in Canada, uh, on average, uh, an anti-Semitic hate crime takes place in this country roughly every 36 hours. Uh, The Jewish community is the most frequently targeted religious minority when it comes to hate crime. And in the case of the the Pittsburgh attacker, uh, this is someone who was very active in social media, who was open about his his, uh, hatred of Jews, open about uh, his belief in anti-Semitic conspiracy theories, including Holocaust denial. Uh, And all of that online activity uh, foreshadowed what ended up being a very, very violent attack. Uh, but you, you but be- you also have, you know, movements like BDS, which politicians in Canada uh, promote and, and support. You've also got, you know, the celebrities which support BDS. I mean, these, you can disagree with Israel, no question, but that is an anti-Semitic movement that has been allowed to get mainstream traction, uh, but that is anti-Semitism. And studies have shown that uh, there is a correlation between anti-Israel activism on campus and hostility toward Jewish students on those campuses. Uh, When it comes to defining anti-Semitism, I think we have to be very clear about what is and is not anti-Semitic. And as you pointed out, criticism of Israel or any uh, any other government for that matter, any other democratic government and country, is legitimate if it's on par with that which you uh, level against other countries. Uh, but what is clearly anti-Semitic is calling for Israel to be, to be destroyed, uh, uh, glorifying terrorism against Israelis, uh, I would argue uh, uh, comparing Israelis to Nazis, uh, and, and basically saying that this country doesn't have a right to exist. Uh, I think that because Israel is a core part of, of, uh, of Jewish identity, 
uh, including for Jews who aren't religious. Um, I think given that Israel is a member UN state, uh, to call for Israel to be destroyed is essentially to call for genocide. Mm-hmm. And, and therefore, I think, I think you have to be, uh, all of us should be critical when we hear dehumanizing rhetoric uh, and, and extreme rhetoric directed against Israel. That should, that should cause us to raise our eyebrows and question what the real motivations are. Well, there's a lot of finger pointing of blame. Certainly the president has been uh, you know, accused um, because of his rhetoric that that's why this happened. And you, you can kick and I think you can blame Donald Trump for a lot of things, but his stance on Israel um, and Jews is one thing you can't not. He, he's very pro-Israel. He is very pro uh all things Jewish because his kids are married to, to Jews. I'm not sure it's fair to, to level the finger of blame of him for this shooting, but does do you look at his rhetoric and, and the nature of what's going on in the U.S.? Do you believe that's to blame? I, I am deeply concerned by, in general, the polarization of American politics. If you, if you look at public opinion studies in the United States, uh, mutual demonization between Republicans and Democrats on both sides is at uh, an all-time high. Uh, many people uh, think that those on the other side of the political spectrum uh, hate their country, are a threat to their country, and those numbers are growing according to public opinion studies. So putting aside you know, any individual politician or president, I think there is a deeper, deeper challenge in the United States. Uh, I, I am reluctant to blame what happened in Pittsburgh on anyone but the attacker mm-hmm. and the hateful ideology that he represents. Uh, I think uh, anti-Semitism... Uh, is generally and rightly condemned by people on both sides of the spectrum. But like you and and many people in the community, we're looking for not just condemnation and support, we're looking for action. Uh, We're looking for uh, consistent consistent action, uh, denouncing anti-Semitism and policies that will be put in place to address online hate, to deal with hate on campus or or elsewhere, to ensure that, you know, my children don't have to experience this uh, as they grow old. Yeah, and what was interesting, I think, with all the the hysteria, the fear, and the sadness is that the rabbi of, of the Tree of Life, you know, he said, look, the president is welcome here. And I think the takeaway to that is that in the Jewish faith is not to carry the anger that, you know, to make and find a silver lining out of this. Yeah, and look, the reality is, I think it's um, I think it's the responsibility of elected officials at all levels mm-hmm. uh, to demonstrate solidarity, to be unequivocal in denouncing uh, this, this, this act, and to work with uh, the Jewish community and, and other communities to address this problem. I mean, anti-Semitism targets the Jewish community, but it isn't just a Jewish problem. Uh, we need uh, uh, leaders from all communities, uh, political, religious, etc., to join with us in, in fighting this, this threat, uh, because anti-Semitism is resurgent. I, I'm not someone who's prone to, to alarmism. Uh, I, I generally take a very long view of history, and I'm reluctant to, to make um, really, uh, uh, firm judgments about what is or isn't taking place. I don't think you could come to any other conclusion at this time, then the conclusion that anti-Semitism is growing. Mm-hmm. It's growing it's growing in advanced democracies that are home to large Jewish communities. It is now commonplace in France for uh, every synagogue, uh, with few exceptions, and every Jewish school to have armed soldiers, uh, French soldiers, guarding these premises. But, 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 um, but we should point out, it does happen in Toronto and at synagogues every time there's a high holiday. I mean, we walk in, you see... Police. They are. That is just a fact in the Jewish community that you have to be protected. Right, and, and that's unfortunate, that's in, but truth. Right, and that's just in France. If you look at the Canadian situation, like you said, pretty much at every major synagogue in places like Toronto and Montreal, 
uh, if you go on the high holidays, you will see uh, hired police officers, armed armed police officers, protecting these sites. And I think it's I think it's very eye opening for people when they experience it for the first time. But again, in the Jewish community, it's it's, it's basically become commonplace. It's unfortunate that it's become commonplace. I don't think anyone should feel that that's necessary uh, for their place of worship, but it's the sad reality. And mm-hmm. look, our community is resilient. We take we take our security very seriously. We have a wonderful relationship with law enforcement, and we're very grateful that police across this country have really, really been supportive in the last few days, and they uh, increased their presence outside of Jewish sites in the GTA, as well as in Vancouver and some other places in Canada. And we're very grateful for their support. Yeah. Very sad. But Steve, thanks so much for joining us. I appreciate that. Thanks, Alex. That is uh, Steve McDonald uh, over at uh, CJ. And it'll be interesting. You know, the government right now is saying that they have talked to Facebook. They want the fake news stamped out. Uh, This initiative has to then be a priority, too, because the amount of racism and uh, anti-Semitism right across these platforms is ridiculous. Some of it's okay, some of it's not. Can't have it both ways. Can't suck and blow on this issue, period. All right, we'll talk about this and many, many other topics, including whether or not you feel you should be giving your bottom line to the government. That's coming up next. Here on Point, I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.